wasn't funny, man. What have we done? What are you looking at, butthead? Oh, you some coffee, you some coffee. Game on, old friend. Guys, gals, ghouls, and goblins, uh, welcome to another Cinephile Saturdays with your buddy It's Always Collecting Something. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Ballot Ready and the NerdCon 1 channel. If you like anything you hear from this episode, go to www.nerdcon1.com. Today we're talking about Tremors. Action. Alright everybody, so today is the lovable sandworm franchise that started in the 90s that touched all of our hearts um god this is this is probably like one of my favorite creature feature films that has ever been in existence because it's just so it's got everything for you you know it's got comedy it's got cheese it's got camp it's got horror it's got giant fucking pre-cambrian worms that eat you from under the ground um so if you're not exactly familiar with the franchise uh Tremors is about these uh the small town in perfection it's perfection Nevada and uh tiny ass little population has like a dozen people in it um so they start getting attacked by these prehistoric life forms that they end up calling graboids which are these giant worms that have these weird uh kind of beak things and uh these like tentacle tongues that have little faces on them to like grab you and everything. They're blind. They hunt by sound and they can move underground really, really fast through like normal soil. They can't move through rock or anything like that. Uh, they can't see, they can't smell. Um, fun fact, originally in the first one, um, they were going to have the tremors be able the tremors, the graboids be able to mimic sounds to help, uh, lure prey to them but they thought that they just had too much going on for them already which they kind of do i mean come on <laughs> so the first movie sees uh val and earl um played by kevin bacon and fred ward they're these two little handyman around town that um are kind of just sick of dealing with all these little odd jobs uh building kilns and uh chopping firewood and clearing out um porta potties and septic tanks and all that crap just not for them so they decide to pack up and go take uh their chances in the city and they decide to do that but as they're going they get sidetracked um by you know basically being attacked by one of these things and they go back to town and some people get murdered they find old fred dead Poor old Fred. I remember when they, uh, so, um, yeah, they found old Fred hanging up. Uh, he climbed up like a, uh, like a, like a radio tower or some kind of electrical tower. Son, he was up there and they found him dead. So the, you know, that freaked him out. They had to go back to town. But, um, so when I was a kid and I first saw this movie, um, I forget the damn farmer's name. Um, but when they find him, oh, man, it always scared the shit out of me. So this guy's, uh, all his sheep get eaten up. And then he's going around and being like, what the hell? Um, and then he gets sucked down uh, by the graboids. And they just leave his hat lying there. Um, and when they, Val and Earl, you know, find the place all messed up, they go over and like, oh, we better check on him. And they pick up the hat and he's just, you know, they just see his face there. You know, no eyes, just, just the face all under the hat, down in the sand. 
Oh man, that one really fucked me up as a kid. I remember even when I'd like, I'd love the movie and I'd watch it and I'd always be like, Oh god, it's so scary, it's a dead man's face. Which was probably just some cheap rubber that got like packed with dust and a little bit of skin color, but you know. Um. So, uh, as far as the first movie goes, um, oh yeah, the best character in the series, gotta touch on him. So, when we first meet the wondrous Burt Gummer, played by Michael Gross, who's the only character to appear in all seven films, um, so at least we got some to fill up today. Uh, he's this, like, doomsday prepper, gun-toting, uh, nutcase, hates the government, uh, lives out there with, like, no cell phones, just got a ham radio and everything, and he lives with his wife, um, I forget her name, but she was played by Reba McIntyre, and this was actually, uh, Reba's first acting role before she got her show and everything, um, and they're just my favorite characters, honestly. I'm a big Kevin Bacon fan, I like Fred Ward, but, um... Shit, I'm not even that huge Mike of a Michael Gross fan, but Burt Gummer is like the character. Um, they got this whole entire um setup in their basement that's just racks of guns, and at one point there's a, a graboid that bursts in through their basement, so they just start unloading on them, and oh, that's one of the best scenes in the whole movie where they him and his wife just take down this thing, just unloading on it with like elephant guns, AKs, whatever the hell they got down there. Cause they had a whole stockpile of their guns and stuff. And Bert's paranoia and doomsday preparation just kind of gets further and further and further, um, into each movie, which I really love because when it all comes down to it, it is absolutely insane, and uh, we'll have a clip from this movie popping up. Um, so I, one thing that really stands out to me is the, the 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 practical effects. You know, Steve's big on the practical effects, and the way that they do the graboids just is so so good. Later on in the series, they end up doing more CGI for them. Which is definitely cool because they made him look way crazier, but it's those practical effects that I really, really just absolutely love. And they did such a good job on everything about the Graboids. Like, they looked perfectly like subterranean, creepy, prehistoric things. I believe the term is Precambrian. They're like one of the oldest living things on Earth. They talk about that in the second movie when they dive into it a little bit more uh when they discover a um the hell's the word fossil sorry don't know how the hell i forgot that one um <laughs> so anyway so moving on to tremors 2 uh aftershocks um down in mexico they're having problems with this big uh, oil field getting attacked by the graboids, and they've had a bunch of uh, workers killed. A bunch of the other workers have kind of like let out. There's some uh, seismologists there and everything. Um, so uh, this taxi driver guy, um, 
Grady. Uh, he ends up replacing Val because uh, Kevin Bacon didn't come back for the second one or they didn't ask him back. I don't know why. It kind of sucked. But we had Fred Ward and we got Burt Gummer. So this guy from the Mexican government shows up at Fred Ward's little um, ostrich ranch that he decided to start up after this um, because, uh, you know, Val and uh, that seismologist girl, uh, Rhonda, went off and got married after the first one because, you know, you live through something like that, you make life choices, and that's to get married to the girl whose life you keep saving. Um, so, they end up convincing uh, Fred Ward, because Val said no, um, to go down there, and they're going to pay him a bunch of money, I think like uh, $50,000 per graboid he kills. So they go down there, uh, they get some uh, guns and some uh, C4 and dynamite, and they come up with this really cool way to get the Graboids. So they end up uh, driving around this truck that's got all these chains on the back, and uh, they got a seismograph to look when the Graboids are coming at them. Excuse me. So when that happens, they got these RC cars and they attach the uh, dynamite to the RC cars and they just drive them around on the grass and the land. And when the graboid comes and eats them up, they just flick, 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 boom, blow it all to hell. And they just sit there in their little truck. And I love when the first time they do it, uh, Grady's just sitting there like, oh, lottie, dottie, dottie. And as soon as they blow it up, Fred Ward whips out a little umbrella and holds it up. And Grady's like, huh? Oh, God. And, like, all the stuff, uh, guts and flesh chunks start raining down on him. <laughs> uh, just thinking back to that scene just cracks me up. Because then right after that, they cut to it. And they show um them cleaning off the truck. And, like, Grady's, like, got to pull off this big, nasty, like, flesh chunk of graboid off the antenna. And they go about that for a little bit. And then, uh... You know, they realize that they got um, way too many Graboids there. So, of course, what do they do? Earl calls Bert. Bert shows up, and I love when he shows up. Um, they honestly think that it's it's so damn big, the truck that he's driving, and the seismograph. They think that it's a huge Graboid, but when it shows up, you know, they see him coming. Earl's like, oh, it ain't a Graboid. It's worse. And it's Bert, and he's got this huge military truck full of Endless ammo and guns and pounds of C4, MREs, everything. Um, now, while the first movie is definitely one of the best, probably the best overall, the second one really follows up with it good because they decide to start evolving the Graboids and they show a second phase that they have. So, you know, while they're all out hunting the second time, um, this graboid takes uh the chain takes hold of the chain on uh Earl and Grady's truck and ends up pulling them uh just you know through the, the the landscape and everything and they end up getting stuck and they can't get out so they're just hanging on to some rocks so they radio uh to the place and be like oh hey you know gotta help us out blah 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 so they send uh one of the dudes up there one of their workers with a tow truck and you know he never shows up and they end up just seeing eventually his 
truck real far away just stopped and uh, the radios go out. So eventually they find a live graboid above ground. They're like, oh man, they're going to pay us, you know, 100000 for a live one. We got to, you know, get this one, blah, 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 blah. And then eventually, you know, it dies and they see it's all ripped open when they come back. And that's where they start leading into the other phase of them, the Shriekers, which are these weird little, like, two-legged, kind of strange dog-looking ones. They still got, like, you know, the graboid face. Instead of hunting by sound, they hunt by body heat. So they got these weird little things that come up, these little flaps that shoot up on their head that sense heat almost like predator vision. And that's just so fucking cool. And I think it's like three shriekers pop out of a graboid. And when the shriekers eat a whole lot, they just reproduce by puking up um, a smaller version of themselves. That's just got like gunk all over it, and then that thing, you know, in in a few hours grows up to be a full size shrieker, which isn't huge. They're probably about like half as big as a human. Like I said, they almost kind of look like weird. I'm gonna say like a dodo bird with a tremor face. You know, it's 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 odd. Shriekers are odd looking. Um. So then, when they got to deal with that, uh. You know, they don't know how to, like, take care of that that one and everything. They end up getting stuck, and they try to, like, um, blow them up. But that ends up not really working. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. They do end up blowing them up. I remember what it is. So, Bert catches one alive when he comes back. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the series um, where he's just completely out of ammo because he just gets bum-rushed by all these shriekers. Because, um, you know, they, they, they want, they, the truck just gives off so much heat. You've got a fucking, like, 10-ton giant truck. So, we're going to show that scene where Bert's out of ammo. But moving on from there, so they eventually realize, like, oh, you know, they reproduce by eating. And then when some of them get into, um, they trap them where Bert's truck is in the garage and it's like, Oh my God, all my MREs. So they're just like, you know, they just start eating and eating and eating and, uh, puking everything away and reproducing. So that's when they end up blowing them up because Bert's got all his crazy C4 in there. Um, but what they have to do is they cover Earl, they cover his head with a shirt, like a jacket. And then they spray him with a fire extinguisher, you know, to coat him with all that crap and cool him down. So the Shriekers won't see him right away. Which is just genius. Just genius. And this is after they've been, uh, you know, stuck for a while. Um, running from the Shriekers. And, uh, oh god, there's another scene from this that really gets me. So, Bert's got this giant fucking sniper rifle that's based on an anti-tank cartridge that just... 50 caliber wrecks everything. He ends up... Uh, shooting it at one of the uh, shriekers so they can get by to try to escape, you know, before they start reproducing like crazy there. And uh, (laughs) he shoots right through the car that they need to escape. But, I mean, it just blows. You'll see. It just blows the shrieker to complete bits. And 
they do it. It's just such good effects. Just everywhere once it, it hits. It's just instant explosion. Um, so, yeah, at the end, you know, it all comes down to, you know, they end up uh, setting the C4 off, blows up the entire place. They killed so many of them. They end up making bank off the Mexican government for all that, uh, killing them and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. So, really well done sequel. And then, now see, I'm a fan of most of the series. There's there's two that aren't that great, but even upon rewatching this past week, they weren't horrible. They just were real corny. But um, so we're gonna be moving on to Tremors three now. Chit chatting about that. Um, still stars Michael Gross's Burt Gummer. Like I said, they're just they keep him through the whole series. So he's back in perfection. Um. Walter's daughter is running uh, Chang's store now because uh, Walt got eaten by um, the Graboids in the first movie uh, in the convenience store right after he basically named them. Um, so, Tremors 3. One of the greatest intros in the Tremors franchise, which we will show. Sorry to burn all the clips out on you quick, but the first three are really the best ones um and basically in the beginning they they got him you know down in like uh south america or mexico again and they got all the 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 shriekers and he's getting like interviewed um by the, the 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 government or something some news lady and he hops up into one of those little sit down double barrel 50 caliber anti-tank or i mean anti-aircraft guns from uh battleships and he just just start clearing out all these shriekers after he shot up a bunch of flares and you could just see like like a hundred of these some bitches oh my god that is just pure burt gummer right there fucking amazing um so real quick we're gonna take a break to hear from our sponsors and then we're gonna get back into talking about tremors three see you soon if you enjoyed that ad break a special thanks to ballot ready for sponsoring this episode we're back with my beautiful face talking more about motherfucking sandworms eating you. God, how fucking terrible would that be? Um, dude, did you guys know that the graboids are bigger than the sarlacc? Yeah, I saw this. Uh, I saw this sandworm chart, and uh, there's like two things bigger than that. I always assumed that the sarlacc was huge as shit, but I guess it's just this tiny little thing stuck in a giant pit. Whatever. Apparently, graboids are bigger, but I mean, in the later movies when they get real big, you'll we'll, we'll get to there. So, Tremors three, um, which has a lot of fun shit, a lot of fun shit. Um, so there's this weird like uh, I forget his exact name. It's like Adventure Jack. There it is. Yeah, Adventure Jack or some shit like that. Who takes people on these um graboid safaris and where he drives them around in the desert and has some weird backwater white trash asshole <laughs> uh basically like running behind bushes and like spraying up uh dirt in a fucking um fire extinguisher to make it look like the graboids like shooting up air from underneath the sand and, like, pulls down ropes to, like, make, like, fence posts pull over to look like the Graboids chasing them. So, it's honestly not a bad business strategy. 
Um, and the character's all right. I forget who plays good old Adventure Jack or whatever the hell his name is. If I'm forgetting it, because it's just eh, it's it's close enough. So um, I like this because they bring back another character. They bring back the the little girl from the first one that was always hopping around on the uh, pogo stick. I think her name was Cindy. Um, a lot of tertiary characters I don't necessarily constantly remember because they're just, you know, fragments in the movie. So, yeah, I think it was, like, Cindy or something. So, anyways, they have the actress that played the little girl. They brought her back as an adult, um, you know, because they're back to perfection and everything. Um, so, she's kind of got this little crush on Adventure Jack there. And uh, then we got Walter's daughter running the store. And, uh, you know, Jack's like, oh, you should sell me drinks at wholesale, because he's always trying to get over, because he's just a slick little fucking, basically just like a used car salesman, I feel like. <laughs> Shady and stingy. But, um, so at one point on Adventure Jack's little thing, they run into some actual graboids, and his little white trash buddy gets eaten, and, uh, oh, fuck, I love this one. One of the guys on the tour, just this complete, like, nerdy suburban like dad kind of going bald glasses ah he grabs the gun uh from jack's thing he's like oh my god it's a rubber gun and then he's like screw it he starts trying to take pictures of the graboid and just oh my god that guy was such an idiot um so needless to say once adventure jack actually does rescue them and they get away you know, everyone's, you know, freaking out about it. And so it's like, oh, you want to see a graboid? You saw one. Get the hell out of here. And Jack kicks him out. And then they all got to freak out. They call up Bert to try to get shit, you know, back in line. But this time as they're getting ready for their, uh, you know, RC car demolition course of dynamite, government pops up along with the, uh, uh, who is it? Like some kind of wildlife conservation and shit. And, uh. You know, some stupid part of the government. And uh, Cindy's mom there called him because she, uh, you know, didn't want Bert to get hurt. But they pop up and they're like, oh, hey, Graboids are an endangered species. You can't kill them. Sorry, guys. We got to try to capture one to study it. And, <laughs> God, so they got, like, it's like they're trying to go after Jaws with their little, like, we're going to fucking make it go asleep. So they try that. That doesn't work because, you know. The Shriekers. So, when they decide to go out and start trying to actually hunt them, you know, Bert and all that. Oh, important part. There's this weird uh, albino graboid that's following Bert in this one that he ends up calling El Blanco. Um, which works out for them in the end, you'll see. But, um, so, Bert gets eaten in this one uh, when they're trying to escape at one point. Um, he ends up getting sucked down in a oil barrel, so that protects him. So, what they do is they end up uh, talking to Bert on the radio while he's in the damn graboid, and uh, they get in uh, Jack's thing, and they uh, lead the graboid up to Bert's place, and uh, he put in this underground perimeter of uh, like foot-thick concrete. So the thing smashes into that, kills him, so they dig it up, and then they just start chainsawing the damn thing open and pull Bert out. And, oh, my God, it's fucking ridiculous. 
that's definitely one of my favorite scenes uh in Tremors 3 and probably the whole series honestly it's just cuz Bert out of everybody Bert gets eaten right who would have thunk it but of course you can't kill off Bert because Bert is the franchise um so oh man I can't remember the stupid uh teenage kid from the first movie but he was just an annoying little jackass. But he comes back in this one, and he's trying to, like, uh, he works for some company that's trying to buy it up and turn it into, like, ranchettes. Um, so, you know, when uh, Bert's talking about Graboids, when that guy first pops up, he's like, oh, man, I'm getting out of here, jumps in his little SUV, drives away. Bert, I'm going to give you more money than anybody. Ridiculous. So uh, this one introduces the... Third stage of the Tremors, of course, the glorious Ass Blaster. Yeah, so I'm sure they could have come up with something different. I couldn't, I've tried, but Ass Blaster's hilarious. So anyways, so uh, they kind of look like the Shriekers, but they got longer um, beak things, and their body's kind of longer, and they walk more... Uh, tilted over and straight out they have wings and they have this chemical compound in their body these two chemicals that when they mix together when they fart it shoots them up like a rocket basically ass blaster um why could they not have come up with something better than that so ass blasters ass blasters end up killing the character of miguel he was an awesome little dude love that guy he'd been in the uh first one as well um, so, Tremors 3 overall is still a really good one, uh, well, I can't say enough about how weird the Ass Blaster name is, but anyways, they end up taking them out, uh, and killing them, and the way that they get the little, uh, Perfection Valley Ranchette place out of there is... Bert basically keeps El Blanco as like a pet because as long as that thing's there, there's nothing that can be done. You know, it's not really. Oh, I remember why it was trying to to why they were trying to get Bert so bad in this one. He had this weird watch that had like some satellite connection for like time and GPS tracking and stuff. Um, so it let off some weird like tone. That had them like want to come after Bert more, um. So eventually he takes the watch when he figures it out, puts on one of the RC cars and just drives the RC car around a little bit to basically just like lure El Blanco around, um. Genius, can't say anything. Bert is always genius. Always be prepared. Now Tremors Four, it's where we kind of fall off from the series for a while. Um, they go back to like the 1800s when Perfection, originally named Rejection Nevada, is first established. There's a silver mine. Um, they show Chang's ancestors um, that have been there since, you know, uh, Perfection basically opened up. Uh, his like great, 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 great grandfather and great, great, great grandmother and then his great, great. I don't know. So their kid, whatever that turns out to be as far as Walter Chang. Um, so it's them, the lady that runs the hotel, 
Uh, this dude, Juan, that works in the mine. Uh, Fred. Gotta have an old Fred, of course. Uh, which is great because they do a reference. They got an Easter egg to the first one when um, they're they're wandering around. Okay, so graboids, which are little, they they're like little tiny versions of themselves because they show them like first like growing because the cycle goes: graboid dies, you get streakers. Streakers evolve into ass blasters. Ass blasters lay the eggs. So then the eggs, when they hatch, they're little graboids, right? They're like this big, and they got weird little, they almost kind of look like strange, like isopod things with the beaks. And they'll like dive out of the sand like freaking uh, flying trout and just attack you. Um, which was weird, but I kind of see where they decided to, you know, go with that one. Um, so, of course, they got Bert in it, but it's not Bert. It's Bert's ancestor, Hiram Gummer, who runs the mine, um, is a kind of a complete douche at first. And, uh, you know, he shows up at the town to check out the mine because his father, who went crazy in his years, uh, sold off all their assets, bought the silver mine. So that's all he's got. So he's got to come and make sure that his investment after his father passed, that's his livelihood. Um... You know, and uh, he ends up hearing the crazy story. He didn't even know the mine had been closed for several weeks. The whole town gets let out. Everyone's leaving. They got no blacksmith. They got no bank. Nothing. Dead town, right? So he ends up hiring and putting out an ad for a gunslinger because they're like, oh, well, you know, we'll just have somebody come shoot all these things. Boom. There you go, you know? Um. So, you know, that was after, you know, they, they, they'd been attacked by him a second time. Because uh, Birch is like, well, Hiram is like, oh, well, there's still some workers outside town. Tell them, you know, we'll, boom, we'll, we'll pay them some extra. Get them back in. So once they do that, that's when they get attacked by the mini Graboids. Um, and when they eventually get away, Juan and Hiram, you know, they walk back. They freak out. They're like, oh, we'll hire a gunslinger. So they do the little, what was that, telegraph? Yeah, telegraph. And they sent out a notice to all the newspapers, and then they got a guy that shows up, Black Hand Kelly. And uh, he's just your typical douchebag, gunslinger guy. Uh, he wears this one black leather glove. I'm assuming that's why he's Black Hand Kelly. The guy's definitely proficient in shooting. So they go around, like, they go out the next day with him after they hire him, and they're going to the mine site and everywhere, and they're trying to find the damn little creatures that they don't got a name for. Um. And that just doesn't work out. So eventually they get stuck in this uh, muling uh, building, right? The muling station. And that's when the, the full-size Graboids attack. You know, they eat Kelly and everything. Uh, and he just goes down. That thing just comes right up at him. And he's just shooting at the damn thing. And they're just so freaked out that these things grew giant once they realize it. Um, and the, 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 there's these huge floorboards. They're just like put right into the dirt uh, at the muling station. And the graboids, you know, they're just thumping underneath them and they can't break through because they're so thick. So what they do is they burst through the bottom of the side of the building and they start pulling them out and pulling them away one by one. Because eventually, you know, they can just pop right in, 
you know, that's how they end up beating Kelly, and then they end up getting saved, uh, Juan and Hiram, by the uh, lady that runs the hotel. They just start hitting the telegraph for a while, just nonsense. And um, when everyone back in rejection figures out some new one, she's like, "Oh God, it's got to be Hiram and Juan." So she's like, just like lets out of there. When they get back, Hiram ditches out for a bit, ends up coming back with a bunch of guns after he sold like one of his last possessions. And they just, you know, try to take on the Graboids, which they have the most ridiculous idea. They put a like a rock in the middle of town, and they attach a horseshoe. Uh, no, 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 one of those dinner bell triangles, right? And they're just, it's got it on a rope, and they just keep, like, pulling it and dropping it down so it'll hit that. And when the damn Graboid jumps up, Bert's got this giant, like, eight-foot gun uh, a pot shot or something. I forget what the hell it was called, but he you know, shoots the Graboid with that, and they end up killing one. But uh, the Graboid ends up like another one pops up and like takes the gun and pulls it down. These things are fucking smart. We all know they're fucking smart. Um, this one really just... I don't know. I, I, I understand that they were trying to take kind of a different approach to it, and upon watching it a second time after forever, it wasn't quite so bad as I remember it being when I was younger, but at the same time, it's definitely real far off, and that's just kind of where it, it, it died for a while. They did have a TV series that came out for a hot second that only got one season. It had Bert and some bunch of new people in it, um, you know, working there. Uh, own it, seen it, uh, like, half of it. It's, it's all right. Um, you know, they stick with the practical effects and everything still. But to me, Tremors 4 is one of the weakest in the whole franchise just because it's it took a weird turn that didn't exactly pan out, but it was still kind of cool. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was all right, you know, thinking about it for a second, but uh, probably not going to be re-watching it again any time too, too soon. But uh, while I wrap it up there with Tremors 4, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be back shortly to finish off the Graboid franchise. Hey, what's up, all you Graboids and Goblins? Yeah, see, I changed it up. Isn't that exciting? I uh, want to give a quick shout-out to Ballot Ready for sponsoring us and giving us that quick ad break. Hope you enjoyed it as much as the rest of us did. Um, so we just finished up talking about Tremors 4. Um, and then they had the quick little, like, uh, one-season series. I never really looked too much into it, honestly. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it got canceled because it wasn't that great. Or if it was just a little mini-series. But either way, so there was a break for a while where there was no Tremors. We call these the dark times. <laughs> Sorry, Star Wars toys joke right there. But, um, so... Coming back a few years ago after Forever was so excited that they decided to bring it back, Tremors 5 Bloodlines. So, of course, we're bringing back Bert. Uh, he's, like, shooting Doomsday Prepper videos and everything. Um, and uh, after he films one, this guy shows up on, like, a dirt bike. Uh, Bert's cameraman packs up and lets the hell out of here. His new cameraman is Jamie Kennedy. I really thought it was going to be a weird choice. Honestly, a fan of Jamie Kennedy. Uh, Malibu's Most Wanted is a great movie to me. I don't care what you think. Um, <laughs> it's stupid funny, and I like stupid funny. If it can make me laugh, I'll watch it, even if the plot is dumb as shit. But 
I mean, it had a lot of great people in it too. So anyways, getting back onto this one. Um, <clears throat> so the reason it's called Bloodlines is because uh, halfway through the movie, uh, Jamie Kennedy reveals that he's actually Bert's son um, from this like one night stand he had uh, 30-something years ago with this uh, protester at some gun convention or something, you know, far right meets the far left, and they get together for the night. But, um, so, they, uh, this guy shows up, uh, Van Vick, uh, from South Africa, and he's like, hey, Mr. Gummer, you know, I'll fund all your, I'll fund you for the next three years if you come down and kill these graboids they are causing problems at this mining place. It was a mining place, you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, there's these poachers involved, and they end up getting killed, and then it cuts to Bert, and then we're cutting to where we are now. So, Bert goes down to Africa, um, this guy says that he works for the government, he doesn't. Um, they end up getting their weapons confiscated coming into the country, um, but this guy's like, it's okay, I've got all these crappy guns for you that won't do anything. Whatever. So, they go out trying to hunt them. And uh, this is where they introduced the CGI Graboids, um, which I was a little weary about at first because I like the practical stuff, but with where they went with this movie, it, they needed the CGI. So the difference in the African Graboids and the normal ones from Nevada, so the African Graboids, bigger, more aggressive, um... Their weird little, like, tongue snake things can detach and, like, move separately to hunt prey in the area. Also, they can dive out of the ground and jump through the air like great white sharks in Africa, which is so fucking cool in this movie. When they first did it, I was just like, what the fuck? It's just... And, um... So, uh, been a few years since I've seen it, so the movie's not 100% fresh in my head, but I do remember a pretty big gist of it, so that's okay. So, um, Jamie Kennedy's kind of smoothing on this one chick, and there's this dude that's kind of got a thing for her, and they end up getting together, so that's cool. And, um, so, one of them steals a Graboid egg. I think the little girl in the movie accidentally finds it. So, you know, the Graboids all start coming to attack that place and everything. And uh, a little hazy about some stuff in the middle, but the ending. Remember, the ending was really cool. There's this one spot that's, like, always, like, storming there. And, like, these clouds pop up, and there's always lightning that strikes in this, like, certain area, almost on clockwork. So what they do is uh, this little girl has this thing where she hooks up like, a car battery to these two needles, and she sticks into the ground and makes all the worms come out. Um, so what they do is they end up doing that. So when the Graboid's there and it gets hit by the lightning, it just, and just like fries the damn thing. So that was cool. Um, now because I want to get through all these and I notice we're running a little short on time, we're going to skip on to number five, a cold day in hell. Um, which was cool. They went to, they went to Antarctica to do it. Um, they brought back Jamie Kennedy again as Bert's son. Um, I liked him as the character. Uh, did pretty well. He was kind of... He was a little badass. 
in the first one, there were some parts where you had to, like, ride on a dirt bike and, like, have a graboid chase him to, like, lure it in, and that was pretty sweet. But so anyway, so they go to Antarctica, um, where they believe that these are literally the first graboids that were, like, frozen there from, like, trillions of years ago, basically. It's just some ridiculous number that's too hard to think of. Um, and the thing that's cool about this is they have a character in it, Valerie, who is Val and Rhonda's son, that's a, you know, geologist, geoseismologist, whatever the heck exactly it is. You know, she studies the earthquakes and everything. But so they're up in Antarctica and, you know, basically where it's at the freezing point, uh, 32, is like summer there. So it became warm enough uh, with like, you know, climate change and everything for the graboids to eventually hatch and attack and everything. And they, you know, dive out and everything too which is fucking cool. I love that they added the whole, like, having them burst up out of the ground and jump because it's CGI now, so they can do that. You know, they always had to have them, like, partly in the ground um, for the older ones because of practical effects. So while CGI has its place, I still like practical effects, but CGI is cool uh, for some shit. So, um, yeah, the Antarctica one. Um, I feel like since I just watched this last night, it should be a little fresher in my head, but, um, honestly, this one to me was kind of boring. Um, the, it was just like, I don't know. It just didn't really have a good plot. Like bloodlines was a really cool bring back to it. And I figured with a cold day in hell, it would be the same thing, but it just really didn't turn out like that. But, um, oh yeah. Okay. So then it ends up turning out that the Graboids are trying to be turned into bioweapons by DARPA, who's, like, up there studying stuff, and the guy that's running the facility is a real asshat. Um, but, yeah. They did a good job with uh, with some parts of it. A lot of the, 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 the Graboid kills were really cool, but overall... Uh, I don't think that that one needed to be... It was almost two hours, and I don't think it needed to be as long as it did, but it was cool. Any chance to see Bert kill some uh, Graboids is fine with me, but... All right. Spoiler warning. I repeat. Spoiler warning. So we're going to be talking about the brand new Tremors 7 Streaker Island. So if you haven't seen it yet, which you might not have because it's only been out for a whopping four days, um, I would stop now so I don't ruin shit for you because I'm going to otherwise. So for this one, right, um, I was so stoked to see Richard Brake in it because I love him as an actor. Um, he's like this like billionaire scientist guy that runs this like hunting preserve on this island. And um, you got Napoleon Dynamite, John Hedder, and this other scientist lady, and they're, like, studying, uh, you know, I can't remember what exactly they're studying. Something with, uh, you know, the ground once again. But, um, so, uh, one, they decide to go over, because the comms go down, they decide to go over and check on, you know, their neighbors over there, the, 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 the scientist guy. And he's got people, like, hunting freaking graboids. 
that he bioengineered and GMO'd all up, so they're like super aggressive and more predatory and more territory. It's just like saying they're bigger. Once again, yo, they're fucking huge in this one. Um, so when John Heder and their little uh, boat driver and the scientist lady who ends up being uh, Travis's mom, Jamie Kennedy's character, who sadly doesn't reappear in this and gets technically replaced by John Heder, but um, you know they go over and oh man, the Shriekers in this one look a hundred times more insane than they have. Um, because they did show them in Bloodlines, but uh, either way, do got to start wrapping it up, so can't ramble on about this too much. I'm gonna end it with that. I feel this is the end of the franchise because Bert does die at the end of the movie. Um, so obviously everything you know, uh, game preserved. They end up losing, uh, losing control of the hunt. The graboids are just too fucking crazy they start killing everybody and at the end Bert gets eaten and for this time he ain't getting cut out of that thing so because once the worm eats him and falls off this cliff it just blows up because they set a whole bunch of stuff with dynamite because it's full of sulfur and shit down there but anyways I've had a blast chalk sorry guys had a blast talking about the Tremors franchise with all of you so it's always collecting something saying have a good weekend. This was another Cinephile Saturdays. I'll see you next week. Cut. Thanks to everyone for listening in, and thanks to Ballot Ready and NerdCon 1 channel for sponsoring this episode. For more from NerdCon 1, go to www.nerdcon1.com or search NerdCon 1 anywhere you listen to podcasts.